This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce, hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly Sports Radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome into South Philly Sauce, an Odyssey original brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. Al Morganti, Ashlyn Sullivan here with you, breaking down a couple of games here this week. Flyers, a busy week for them. Four games in one week, and Oof. we just did a broadcast last night for the Carolina Hurricanes game. It was going to be a tough test for the Flyers. We knew that. A lot to unpack from that game as the Flyers lost by one goal. They played them so tough, and it was so frustrating to watch at the end when the Hurricanes really just put on a clinic of, of how to beat a team. And we talked about it last night, Hurricanes playoff hopes, Stanley Cup hopes, and you saw that at the end of the game when it mattered most. Yeah, they got the Flyers running around because they – the Flyers were exhausted chasing the Canes. Yeah. I mean, there was also a PK, a, a, a shorthanded situation or an icing situation where they were exhausted. But they were running out of gas anyway because yeah. the, uh, the Canes were just relentless in their forecheck. Uh, they were relentless in their attack. And I think at the end, you just saw one team that kind of knew how to win at the end mm-hmm. and a Flyers team that was still finding its way in those areas. And they just couldn't, uh, they couldn't keep up with the real overwhelming performance by Carolina when it really, really, really counted at the end of the game. Yeah, and the perspective is everything right now because it almost seems like with this Flyers team so far this year, the opponents that are the toughest bring the best out of the Flyers. And the Anaheim Ducks was the <laughs> outlier. I don't even know what that game was, but an opponent that maybe wasn't up to tier of, of Carolina, Vegas, Dallas, even though Anaheim swept well, the road I'm, trip. Right. I Anaheim's, should say that now. Anaheim is on a major heater right now. Yeah. It's unbelievable what they've done. You see what they've got the young talent coming up. Mm-hmm. So sometimes early in the season, especially, you can see some teams sort of um, going above what people expect and uh, water finds its own level I guess toward the end but you'd be surprised you got to jump here in October November it really counts at the end of the year well that's what everyone's kind of saying about this Flyers team is they were off to a heart hot start and everyone's like oh well settle down this is how it always goes but we always said it looks differently but I want to read a quote from Torts yesterday because I thought it was so telling exactly where this Flyers team is this was post lost he was animated as he always is i'm not going to stand up here all year long and talk about moral victories but i've got to goddamn remember where we are as far as where we are in the organization and the process that we're at i'm certainly not going to boo this team i'm going to try to help them the process is a year ago this wasn't even a game and vegas and dallas you know 
we have to remember the long term. Even though I'm sitting there frustrated because you watch the final two minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, how can this happen? But you have to remember where this team is. Yeah, Tortorella is a fascinating study uh, in leadership or um, mm -hmm. in sometimes plus, sometimes minus. I'd love to see like uh, Wharton School that go at Tortorella's news conferences. It, it, I've watched enough over the years and I've watched enough coaches like that. There are times you need to pump up the tires and sometimes you need to deflate. And it's weird that oftentimes it's after a loss that you see the things that are good. And after yep. a win, you see the things that are bad. He deflates. He's so quick to Really. Yeah. And I think in this case, he really, there was no need to, we can point out that kind of at the, at the end of the game, they, they couldn't compete with Carolina. Right. Because, partly because they're exhausted and partly because Carolina's just a better team with more talent. But the, I think it was important for Tortorella to, to, to bring out Boy, a lot of good things happened in this game. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a part of it was, if you also listen to when he was talking, he previously, last season, when he was stressing defense, would say, we're not, you know, when it's just not generating chances. But there's a subtle difference right now in the criticism. The criticism is we're not finishing, the, we're, we're actually getting chances. Right. And the guys that we think might be able to finish aren't finishing. Right. There's a difference there. Now they're, in, they're actually in position. So they can get something done. And it's kind of like Ashen, kind of like when you're looking for the big save by the goalie and Hart made a monster save in this game. You're also looking for the big goal by somebody now because there's enough offense there or enough potential offense there that that has to come through. Right. And it's the big goal <laughs> when you need it. Yeah. And that's where the Flyers just aren't because we saw the clock ticking down. We saw a minute and a half left and you said it, it has to be right now. And when you're watching the game right now, you don't have the confidence that they can deliver in a minute span. No, especially since early in the third period or uh, maybe five minutes in, four minutes in, chance after chance after chance. Right. I mean, just crossbar, post, cross ice. The goaltender made a – actually, Anderson, he he made some really great saves. He had some soft goals, I thought. But then as yeah. the Flyers pushed in that third period, he made some terrific saves. So that's where I think it was like – Maybe if you, if you get those earlier in that period, it's not that chaos at the end where Carolina right. is just suffocating you. Right. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Right. And now we go to a new segment that our lovely producer has come up with called Lost in the sauce and a couple guys that we want to just see more from. And there are a numerous examples we could go with. What's your guy, Al? Forster. Um, he had a chance two games ago on a, on a power play where he passed up a, a shot to make a pass. And I'm like, man, you got to take that shot, especially because your game is, is scoring goals to take that shot, to not be afraid to take it. Sometimes when you're in a kind of a lull, you don't take that shot. And this pass game... There are a couple of times it looked like, well, he's got it. He's got that target right there. And that I'm looking for him to get that goal that kind of sets him off, that gives him the confidence to a take shots, which is one of the big, one of the big pluses for him yeah. to take shots and b they, more importantly, probably a one, you need the goals. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's there. I mean, you have to pay attention to defense. Obviously, Tortorella teams, they, you, that, that's what's stressed early. 
but you need goals. And he's a guy that I think they counted on to provide more offense that we've seen. This is very, very early, and you're hoping that once that first goal comes, once that first big offensive game comes, it follows up again and again. Yeah, well, that's what he's here for. And it's weird because last season when he came up, yeah. he, he lit things up for, what, 10 days yeah, he yeah. was up? And it was. He was scoring goals, and we're like, my gosh, this guy has to stay. And we saw that in training camp as well, and it's just it's not resonating right now. But I think we all can agree it's brewing. It's there. We can all feel it coming because he's so close Right now, I thought it was going to be last night that he was going to get it, especially we were down there at the third period watching. Oh, my gosh. He got a, chance, a couple of really good yeah. chances. I, You know, they always say, well, as long as you're getting chances, don't worry. Well, I worry a little bit because... At this point, yeah. Yeah, because it gets in, whether they want to admit or not, it gets in your head a little bit. He looks like, sounds like, talk to him, real competent kid. Uh, didn't have any, any problems in that area. But everybody, I don't care if you're... Wayne Gretzky back in the day. You go a couple of games, you start to say, what, what's going on here? Right. I can't, as I say, I can't buy a goal. Maybe it's a case of, I don't think it is though. Sometimes they say, well, just get a goal that goes in off your foot or off your head or something. From him, I want to see the, him launch that shot with the, with the shot that he has to yeah. get the goal. Yeah, and every player goes through it. I remember Travis Konechny went through it a little bit last season. He was in that drought, we called it. And, and he was fine, but I am even more fearful, and fearful is the wrong word, but with the way this lineup is changing so much yeah. lately, if Tyson Forrester doesn't start producing here soon, I would not be surprised if Torch changes some things and puts Frost in permanently or something of that nature because the reason Tyson Forrester is in the lineup is to score goals. It is. He is. But uh, that's that would be a tough one for me with the chances that he's kind of generating. Yeah. But I can see him doing it because you got guys that have to get back in the lineup. They right. broke up a fourth line that's been very effective last night. Right. And there's no way that Torch is going to be okay with just continuing no. to do so. That's why I'm so curious what Wednesday's lineup looks like. Because you tell me, Frost played well enough to stay in, yeah? Uh, he did. Um, he's not, I mean, I, I thought that he had a good third period, especially. I, he's one, the problem with him is, is not that one game. Like, I, I've often thought I'd see a game where I, I see, saw good from him, and it was good, especially on a power play, threaded a couple of passes. He still lost a couple of possessions going into the zone. I don't want to be too harsh on him because they had a lot of turnovers, the entire team. That's a tough team. They turn the puck over, make you turn the puck over a lot. Yeah. My worry with him all the time is that you don't know what you're going to get. As a coach, a coaching staff, you want to be kind of know what you're going to get most games out of a player. I need the follow-up with him that it's not one good one, one step back, one yeah. step forward, one step back again. We've gone through that too many times. I need at least three to one right. in steps forward and steps back. Yeah, when you're when you're costing the younger guys getting opportunities. Yeah. And it's him. It seems like it's Noah Cates at times. Can't well, Noah work. Cates had, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but boy, he got cleaned up in the face-off circle. Yeah. Yeah. He really got, it, and, and they you look at the goals that were scored, and they were off face-offs, a couple. And the goaltender had to move across because they didn't control the face-off. And right. he really, I mean, he's still a, uh, for a young player, a, a dependable player. But you're going to have to improve that area. You, you simply have to improve that area because you can't get, especially against that team, in crucial situations to come in and lose 80% of your face-offs. Right. You just don't give your team a chance. And then Cam York on defense, that's why I don't think I'm going to be surprised on Wednesday if we see something different. Yeah, York's he's had he's had some struggles. Yeah. I mean, and there've been um, glaring um, mistakes that have come up, but they're kind of thin back there with Ristolainen still unaccounted for. Right. Um, so I mean, they I I don't know that you want to. He's a funny player. Um, 
can't figure him out. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll see a couple of moments like, wow, he can carry this thing. So I don't, I don't know what he's going to do in that because when you look at some of the pairings that they've had, I don't know how easy it is to take him out of that lineup right now mm -hmm. because their pair is so thin. Once you get past the top two, the top pair, two pair, uh, that what you're going to do. So I think if they were, if they had some options, that might be an option. I don't mm -hmm. think right now it's necessarily an option, but you never know with torts what he's, what he's going to do. You truly never know, and it's probably going to change a bunch yeah. of times. And I forgot to tell you this. I was walking through the concourse yesterday, and I was talking to one fan, and, and he was by far the most optimistic fan I've ever spoken to because he, <laughs> he just broke it down so perfectly of where this team is right now. He said, this is the best case scenario for Flyers fans who are truly Flyers fans who have been through this through history that right now the team's fun to watch, much yeah. more fun than yeah. last year. You have young guys getting great chances. They're in every single game, but they're losing. And yeah. they'll still get a top pick. He's yeah. like, this is perfect. It's what everybody wants. Everyone's so happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the top pick, I, I, I don't think they'll be in that conference. Maybe they will. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a lottery, so you never know. But I think they still could be better than some people expect when you when you look at it. When you look at I mean, team coming up, Buffalo, I assume they're going to make a push for the playoffs, but they haven't had the greatest start to the season. Right. So you don't know when you've got when you've got heart and goal. It gives you a chance every night that he's starting in goal. Um, that that's important, and and I don't think there's any way that there's a tank situation going on. No. But I agree with most of the fans that you know if we get energetic games, we're in the games, we play physically, we see some progress from the young players. Mm -hmm. I got no issue with the record becomes uh, secondary until They're that that song that yeah. song will change come February if you're in contact with the with the playoff spot that yeah. will change real quickly Big real time. quickly oh yeah. yeah if we're on a pregame show and we're talking about hey if this team loses and we're yeah. starting to do the math yep. then I totally agree it goes out the out of the out picture the, out but the picture this man at least was saying he thinks fans have to agree with this is not a playoff team right now and they have to be okay with that because they're still a couple of years away so be okay with the process which is what Torres was talking about last night yeah um they're they don't False want they, yeah, yeah they don't want to get to expand the expectations that yeah. they're but I, i'm still thinking i still think they can achieve more than many people expected at the beginning of the season they and, already and, have yeah yeah well this looks so it, different it, than last year. they yeah they you know they're that power play i don't understand it oh i look at the elements that they have and i say why can't this can't get unlocked yeah. i mean imagine the difference if it, if that thing starts to work because they got some kids that are draw penalties so and, you know and give you that chance that would change all the equation a whole lot so although i agree that um i want to see the young kids play i want to see the effort I always go in thinking I want to make the playoffs. Of course, <laughs> I'm like, because you always say stay. get in, and you never know what could yeah, happen. Well, never know. No. Plus, it's been a while since the excitement level of the playoffs. Like they're going to play a team, they're going to play Buffalo. Haven't been in the playoffs, God, forever. They, I mean, if you're a fan, that's why you're buying tickets. I mean, For even the if it's a year away, whatever. It's like okay, that you hate to see that party going on and you're not in it. Even look what the Phillies, when they just get in, what, what it did for the next season yeah. and what it does also for players that want to come here and play. Mm -hmm. So I'm, although I, I don't expect them to, I expect, I expect to hope that they do well into the season. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing wrong with fans no. wanting that. They should want that. And it just, it leads you to wonder how this season is going to go because, and I go back to the power play. 
you tell me. I don't, you, I don't. How do you fix it? You because they've tried so many combinations and it's not working. Power plays are one of the most bizarre, yeah. one of the most bizarre situations in all of sports. Extra man, you would think you have a huge advantage. Look at Carolina. They score shorthanded goals. I mean, I don't, look at the Flyers when they score a shorthanded goal. It's amazing to me how much energy you can be taken away from you because of a power play. Mm. What Like Pittsburgh, with all the great talent they've had, they've gone through unbelievable struggles with the power play. I think with the exception of, um, well, Edmonton's power play is just a machine, but look at the two players that are right. there. Washington with Ovechkin, where he just sets up there and, and just launches shots. That's a that's an outlier in this situation. But over and over again, you watch and you say, how can how can a team like like Pittsburgh? How on earth can they struggle on a power play? How can it happen? And you'll see a, a a Bruins team that will go through three weeks where it doesn't work. And then there's there's just an there has to be somebody that unlocks it. I thought you know maybe they'd have this kid in Brinks that he would come in and un unlock this thing. And I think it's there, but it's also one of those cases of. You, you get on that power play and it's he refuse to shoot and it's annoying because the players like these fans are idiots just stay and shoot shoot there's no shot well sometimes it just take the shot yeah. it, it's it's what you want that's what you're hoping for but the flyers have tried set up from down low the bumper situation against the half wall which they had they had drew on that and it still didn't work mm -hmm. and now they've got another got kid on that trying to make it work that way so people have since day one tried to figure it out and then once it starts rolling, thank you. It's you get complete confidence in it. Right. But they're not. They're never going to have an Edmonton situation with the power play where it's like, okay, it's automatic. Get a no, goal. You know they don't the have the, right They don't now. have those pieces right now. But you can't. You can't lose. The problem with a power play that doesn't work sometimes. Okay, you just don't get a goal. But you can't let it be deflating. Mm -hmm. And that I think they've run into that a couple of times where they. It doesn't work at all. They never, they try the slingshot to come back, which eats up time and comes back. And, and then instead of an opportunity to get ahead, it becomes very, very deflating on your side and very, very inflating on the other bench. That is absolutely what it feels like. Even yeah. for us watching, they'll, you know, we hear the announcer in bowl. Yeah. Here and we every, go, every, power play, and you're like, oh. Everybody at home is going to climb, to climb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Not, <laughs> like, happening. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's true. And yeah, I don't. I could see how you get one, yeah, and it starts to click. And man, it'd be great if it was Brink. Well, you want and you, and you want you want a power play that guys on the bench are clamoring to get on the ice. Right, that's what you want. The clamoring. I want. I can pump up my points here selfishly yeah. Yeah. by getting on that power play. And power plays mean it does mean points. It it's, it should. It's cash money. Come in and get points on it the power been play. Lately. Yeah, and then you hope. This is a really busy week for the Flyers. Flyers have four games this week. Three games remain since this podcast recording. Two against Buffalo, one against the LA Kings at home on Saturday. Buffalo is a team. They're good. And it just it's funny so far this season, besides Anaheim, who we thought the Flyers would they be able to handle, and they certainly did not. And the Minnesota Wild, the Flyers beat pretty well. They're all pretty even competition. Don't you agree? Yeah, they are. Buffalo... If I'm, if, man, if I was a, a Sabres fan, like, when? When's this going to, how many times have they Enough. thought going yeah. into this season, this is the year? And, and I thought this year with Buffalo, you know, it was between Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, which team is going you know, yeah. to get in, which teams are going to drop. And, you know, here we are, November, basically, and the Sabres haven't really made that statement. The Bruins continue to win. It, it, it looks like Buffalo, it's, it's infuriating there. 
and like there's such a thing as a work in progress and then a, and a work with no progress. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the fear there is it's a work without progress. But I, I still think there's too much there. Their defense, their young kids on defense mm-hmm. are so good. Uh, and they, you know, I think maybe they put a little too much confidence in a young goaltender there, maybe. Yeah. But boy, there's a lot of Thompson. They've got some score, some guys that can flat score goals and get some something rolling here. So the Flyers have a handful with a, with a Buffalo team. And the Kings, they're kind of different than they used to be with Jonathan Quick in goal now. I think the question mark is they've got a veteran goalie and a young goalie and a very talented team in, in front of them, but I, they, don't, they don't have that quick. Uh, which which made which made the whole but a whole difference there. The Dowdy they they've got really good players up front, mm-hmm. but they can't rely on their goaltending like they did in the past. But they're legitimately the Flyers will be up against a team that really has a chance in in the West to to, to make a lot of noise in the playoffs. If not, go to go to Stanley Cup Finals. Right in this you know Buffalo, you go Kings, all within one win of where the Flyers are right now. So it's not like you yeah. look at the record and say, oh my gosh, you don't feel this way against these no. teams that you did against Dallas, Vegas, no, the, Carolina. The, uh, the NHL, far different than, you know, some, the idea with more playoff teams is you're, you're in contention for a while. You're kind of bunched up. And that point, the loser point keeps everybody close. Now, with the exception of perhaps San Jose, it's like, oh, no matter how bad this start has been, it used to say American Thanksgiving, if you're out, you're out. And I don't think so anymore because uh, there's so many teams that are, we just mentioned Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo, just to keep in contact with them. So right. every game is tr- terrifically important to come in to keep, you know, if you even if you don't think you're a Stanley Cup contender, you're a playoff contender. And that, I like having all the teams bunched up. I, I, I in fact, I like baseball adds more teams. I'm good with that too, because I, I, I don't want to be a team that in baseball, I'm out of it in July. Right. Or back in the day in hockey, there were teams that were, that were out of it in December. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't need too many of them. You can, a few that are rebuilding, maybe. But you don't want a bunch. You want a bunch of fan bases that think, you know what? Goaltender gets hot. We got a shot. No, it is cool. And it's it was a perfect example of even last season. Even if the Flyers struggling much more last year than they are that's so far this year. I remember when I first started with <laughs> NBC... Come late January, early February, we were doing pregame shows looking at the odds, yeah. looking at, okay, if this team loses and the Flyers win these three, could they sneak yeah. in? And that was you know, the record last yeah. year. And there, it can be false hope, yeah. I mean, but it's still something it's to, some, go, to yeah. go in. You're looking at and the standard. And it's true, because if that were to happen, really, it would have made it. Really. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to be, you want to stay in contact. That's yeah. what you want. And you want to see the... You want to see the young players develop. And I think we're seeing some of that. I'm curious now as they go in where the... Um, uh, the ability for Tortorella to live with mistakes. I'm I'm impressed so far. He's been rather with, patient. With, with yeah, his ability to live with mistakes, but I don't think it'll it'll be lasting that much longer. No, I, I think we all kind of feel it brewing where there might be a pop off mm-hmm. here sometime soon, and we love those. We love yeah. watching those post game pressers. Those are the most entertaining. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, I'm glad the I'm only the thing room, more entertaining was the alli- the alligator Wally. that they the Wally the what do they what do they call it. The uh, service alligator or what? He's a support gator. Support gator. I knew when Keith Jones become president, I I fully expect emus at games. (laughs) You know, we're going to have the farm, the farm animals coming in, come in and support. But it it was kind of cool. It was cool. But how how is Citizens Bank Park going to say no? And Wells Fargo is like, "Ah, come on in. Like, how do they not have the same rules? I felt good because 
he couldn't get into the Phillies to see Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper's at the game and the alligator was there. Right. So good for him. So the alligator was happy, and that's really <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> really. <laughs> and that is South Philly Soft, an Odyssey original. Brought to you by Jack Daniels and 94 WIP. We will be back later on this week to see if the Flyers are able to beat the Buffalo Sabres. So stay with us.